Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. We are getting towards the end of week eight here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just needed a moment. <laughs> 58 days for me? Like, it's been 58 days for me. Yeah. Well, because, like, week eight... Or 59. Is it's one something. thing. Yeah. And then I remember that we started a week after, like, mm-hmm. a f- like more than a week after I started quarantining. I went, I was telling Noel off mic uh, the other day, I went for, like, a half hour walk the other day, and it was the longest I have been outside since going into quarantine. And, wow. like, outside of, like, driving in my car to drop off masks at your place, Allison. Like, the walk from my car to your place is the second longest I have been outside. <laughs> so and i got the mail that one time so like yeah anyways sorry that's a different conversation we so let's talk about this episode where people drive a really long distance to go to a city where people are just clustered together really closely a lot of the time yeah really close yeah uh so this is vegas with some radish which is of course lucifer season three episode six um oh keenan says going outside is weird now and then they all stand so close together and they touch each other and yes Yes. Ella's just hugging everyone. It's just like, no. No, Ella. Can't hug anyone. You gotta socially distance Ella. Yeah. <laughs> Keenan says they shook hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, well, yeah. this, uh, again, I always enjoy, I'm trying to get better at my poker face, but I always enjoy having you guys guess what the next episode is going to be because then I get to have moments like the text I got from Allison last night. So, so Allison, congratulations. Yet another called it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'd like to thank my years of watching television. Um, it, it's good to know that despite the fact that there's just not going to be any new TV for a while and who knows how I'm going to make money, it's still worthwhile. <laughs> So thank you. I mean, really, I was just very glad to see her back, uh, which is not a thing when I started Candy Morningstar uh, that I thought was going to be true. But obviously, she's great in that episode. She's great in this one. Uh, and it was a it was a delightful, not quite surprise. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's start with with Candy Morningstar. Um, what did you guys think of the structure here? And that we get some time with her in the present. We get some time with her in the flashback. I think I enjoy all the flashback stuff even more than what we get in in the present. Uh, Keenan says, I love her and I ship her and Lucifer. Yeah, they're really great together. It's nice to yeah. see them together. Yeah. I'm in that pink Snuggie. That Snuggie! Snuggie! You know, I, I'm not looking forward to in season four when we get an episode where there's a brutal murder at a Snuggie manufacturing plant, um, but I hope that the Snuggie comes back because it was a delight. It's very good. It's very good. And it, it'll probably look like where Ragdoll was born in fucking Arrowverse. <laughs> <laughs> Putting factories look like where Joker comes from. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, pretty indeed. much. So did you guys have a preference between flashback uh, candy and present day candy? Not really. I like both things. I, w- I was really appreciative of the flashbacks since, I mean, it also gave us our culprit because it was literally the only other person who had any dialogue in this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. But I like the flashbacks since they both like gave us some, like, got to, we got to see Candy do some other attempts at conning, so I really appreciated that. But I also really appreciated just that we got that really long wine and ice cream scene as well. 
that really again goes back to like the kind of stuff that we were really happy with with um charlotte is that everything okay allison is oh okay <laughs> oh nancy's no, off counter, here off the counter she was coming in i was like this is gonna be awesome okay bye <laughs> sorry continue you're, you're okay it's fine <laughs> um that kind of like emotional meat work um that Again, the show seemed disinterested and now is maybe trying to find its way back in, too. So having that stuff on top of all the other stuff we got in Lucifer's penthouse uh, in this episode, I was just really happy with those flashbacks. And then it was just fun watching kind of the three of them team up to find whomever had done all the crime um, and the murdering and the embezzling and whatever was going on in this in this in this case so i was very happy i enjoyed both and i thought that her her present day wig was very good (laughs) yeah oh yeah i loved that wig um i actually really and i don't know that i have a preference so much because i liked the who cares about the crime i liked all the scenes in the present with them too um but it was nice to sort of have a new structure for an episode. Um, you know, it's not that we've never had flashbacks before. Obviously we got flashbacks uh, in the Chloe's dad episode. Let's deal with a, what could be a season worth of plot in 42 minutes, that deal. Um, but there it was all, it was always like vaguely sapia toned, like memories are. Uh, and this felt very present. It felt like Lucifer sort of actively piecing together this one moment in his life. And um, as much origin story as like a, a, an explanation of both why he's there for candy and why he went there in the first place. So I felt like we gained insight into both his relationship with Chloe and his relationship with candy. Um, so yeah, it was both a refreshing change of pace and I think really valuable time spent storytelling wise, in addition to like wig and snuggy, which I mean, <laughs> that alone is worth the price of admission. Kim says it was nice seeing Lucifer have a moment of human decadence that was not at Lux and it was very intimate in a, in a sweet way. It was intimate in a very sweet way. Yeah, I, yeah, the, especially just the, I enjoyed with the, the ice cream and wine scene, like the trade. I thought that was good. Um, and that wine doesn't pair well with mint chocolate. I, I just, I feel like that's something that needs to be established. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the combination of just like, first of all, the intro of Candy singing uh, Fever and stealing his ring off his finger, like it was, that's, that's a good way to get us to like her right off the bat. And Lucifer's on board too. And that's like, you know, how we know we're going to have fun in this episode. Um, so, so even if people were on the fence about Candy after her episode, if that last scene in, in the first, you know, her first episode didn't sell them, I think that would and which i think is important for this uh, episode to really work but yeah this this season has not delivered the way that it probably should on chloe and lucifer's relationship to get the rest of, like chloe's arc in this episode to work and the scenes that we get the flashback scene with the with the wine and the ice cream does everything that we need so that Chloe's whole part of the episode, which is delightful, completely works too. And mm-hmm. there's just, there's, I really like a lot of this episode. There's so much to have fun with. Um, also, it's just nice to have Ella back. This feels like Ella. Doesn't yeah. it? I was, I, okay. I was really curious about how that was going to play of, she hired a stripper in a big cake. And I was really curious about how that was going to play for the two of you. That felt to me more like, 
well, I used to steal cars, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, um, like a sort of spontaneous erratic personality, as opposed to someone who's not a human, okay. uh, which is how the last couple episodes felt to me. I, you know, I, I wonder how much of it is just that we got to spend more time with her and it wasn't as like joke factory for case of the week. Um, but it was falling through on some backstory and she got to do some actual acting, nothing like super heavy. The one thing that didn't work for me and I'll take it anyway, like I will accept it. I will make this leap for pure entertainment value. Um, is it made no sense that all of a sudden she was dancing on stage. When did they have time to do that choreography? (laughs) Well, they didn't. And she didn't have time for a costume fitting and like just the reality breaking moment for sure but on top of that also not a useful way to look for a potential assailant no, you could be better it's... you could just be like a stage bouncer she could be turning pages for lucifer there could be she could have been up in the catwalk there are all kinds of places that she could be that were not on stage in a headdress and it was still very fun to watch and i get why it is that we should just be like yes okay um, don't overthink it yeah <laughs> don't think about it um but it was still a lot that that was where I was like, nah. but you know what? Okay. I'm going to go with you. I'm having a good enough time that I'm just going to lean into this. Yeah. Well, and this, they try to make her not be very good. Right. Or like at least not as good as the other dancers. And I, I wonder if at that point you don't just like go f- f- whole hog, like secret, like back experience, and when she was in Vegas, like, I don't, I don't know why, but like, and just have her be really good at it too. And it, the reason that she's doing this is because Amy Garcia has a ballet background. So that's why, <laughs> but, uh, and cause it's fun, but, uh, yeah, the, it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Um, Keenan says, that's how I felt about the stripper cake. Eh, I'm having a good enough time. This will do. Yeah. I mean, like you can't imagine that Ella, uh, trying constantly like chasing after Lieutenant Bland's like uh, approval would think this is would be something that he would be okay with. So mm-hmm. like, is thank he... goodness he's still in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's like where is he? So, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I buy it as something that she would do, but just not in that current work environment that they're in. So, but it, but like you know, like you guys have said, it's fun enough that it's not gonna bother me or keep me from enjoying the episode. Uh, Keen says, there's no way on earth Lieutenant Bland would sign off on a cop stripper cake in the precinct. But eh, fine, she's cute. And Scotty says, it's weird how funereal Chloe's birthday celebration was pre-stripper cake. That was the most mournful harmony. But It was such a sad, happy birthday. Do they they still hate her from (laughs) Palmetto days? Like, is she still the uncool cop? It was the only explanation I could think of. It was was just bless Dan singing in a key all by himself and smiling and everyone else was like, I hate this. I just want to die. What the hell's going on? I thought it was fine. I thought it was sweet and low key and appropriate, but apparently I'm in the minority here. Uh, Keenan says every uniformed officer looked miserable, and I couldn't tell if that was intentional. If they were trying to be like office birthdays are awkward, um, but yeah, <laughs> I I like the the fun that we have in that scene, and that of course we assume it's Lucifer, and then it's not, which is a good way to set up everything else happening in the episode. Yeah. Um, but. I think before we get too centered on, on Ella, do we have any final thoughts on Candy? Like, how did the case work for you guys with the mirrors? Did that work? What did you think? 
I always appreciate a good Lady from Shanghai reference, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that go. Um, even like even so far as like Lucifer just going, no, 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 we're gonna play up this ghost angle. It's great. You're, mm-hmm. It's great. Just do it. And it's just like this is very silly, like everything else in this episode. But yeah, fine, I'll go for it. So I liked that. Um, the case itself was fine. Um, it was fine. I was glad that there was a little bit of mourning for like our initial victim. Mm-hmm. Um, the our faux candy, yeah. Um, because I was just like, we've kind of lost track of her in all of this, which is not the best. Um, was there anything else? Oh, we should probably talk about Ella hearing voices and which celestial being that definitely is. <laughs> uh, do you guys have thoughts on that? Um, I guess not really. I'm always whenever someone is like, "Ooh, the voices," I just immediately get grumpy about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I hope that Noel is right. That was when I was watching with my partner. That was his reaction to. He was like, okay, so what divine being yeah. speaking to her? I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Because uh, I was immediately like, no, absolutely not. We're absolutely not going to do a shitty mental health story on this show. Um, I will be very mad. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully Noel is correct. Um, and in that case, I mean, who knows? No idea. No idea. The, I get the sinner man. I got nothing. Okay. Um, we should also talk about the musical number because we talked right. a little bit about the ridiculousness not of it. Ridiculousness of it. Uh, he says, uh, "I know Lucifer was singing Lucky Lady with an American accent, but he almost sounded dubbed. And if they're going to dub him, how about yeah, a better singer?" Um, he was very thin. The the yeah. style that they were going for. I didn't. I don't. I mean, I know that they wanted to make it more Vegasy, um, but I don't think Luck Be a Lady really needs a Vegas lift because it's Luck Be a Lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, yeah, I wasn't hot on the interpretation, but um, and and having that really thin, lighter sound because he can have a bigger sound that they just didn't use, and that's really slow intro. Um, I thought it sapped rather than building energy, so it was strange, but. Yeah, he sounded better in other songs, and this should be a song he should be good at, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, it's um I don't know. I I think uh at some point they were like, "Oh, Tom Ellis can sing. We should have him sing all the time." And then they stopped. literally went out to karaoke, and that's how they found out he could sing. Maybe, yeah. No, that's uh, what happened. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the cast was doing karaoke in season 1. Oh, that's so stupid. Uh, I mean, bless. I now I just want to do karaoke with Tom Ellis, um, but that's so dumb. It's so you yeah, have so that he's maybe not a trained singer, which means that there are all kinds of things that he probably sounds great on, and some that he doesn't. And this is it. Just there are lots of different choices for that song in ways that you can approach it vocally. Um, none of them should be um, like your. I don't know, covering it for uh, MTV circa 2004. Like, I just don't, it was really, it was really weird. However, again, I'm fine with it. He was having a good time. His um, shiny tuxedo jacket was magnificent. uh, And I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I liked once they got to the dancing part, I was much more on board. Once the, the, the dancers came out with the ridiculous headdresses and everything. You know what's still better than Marlon Brando? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Hmm. Yeah. It's not a that's not a high bar. <laughs> yeah, but his is probably the most heard version of that song because it's in the movie. So Yeah. Maybe it's a low bar, but it's a prominent bar. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, excellent point. I I definitely agree there. Um let's the other thing I wanted to mention was I enjoyed some of the various bits that they managed to pull. The um the the line about <laughs> Dork was it Corinthian and Dork Columns? Columns, yeah. Right? Uh, loved it. And the various banter at the first crime scene, I actually really enjoyed because they are constantly around death and dead people and murders for their work. So the idea of them, like, like having an uh, excited exchange back and forth when they realize it's not actually candy totally is in character, I think, and makes complete sense. And there are not many shows where I think that 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 would be appropriate, but this is one of them. Um, So, yeah, I actually was enjoying that as well. I like that they set up the cop and you think that's going to be a big part of it. And they're like, no, we're going to do this other thing. That's no, we we are not interested in in this case of the week meaningfully. Um, So I I, just, the way they handled the case of the week, I thought really worked. Um, But let's, let's talk about Chloe because her Chloe and Linda Getting drunk at Lucifer's and like and like the progression of that throughout the episode was absolutely delightful. Uh, Keena mentioned earlier in the chat, uh, re- like the the progression of like we should go out and get a drink. Wait a second, he's got really good booze here, and he's not here, and he should be here, and so we're gonna stay here. Oh yeah, let's do that. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> That moment when they turn to each other in the elevator and um, and sort of collectively decide that they're going to do this admittedly shitty thing, but he sort of deserved it um, uh, it's and totally also fine. wouldn't mind. Right, exactly. Probably shouldn't throw a party at somebody's house without their permission. However, and you definitely shouldn't attempt to break into their safe. That said, uh, it's a pretty safe bet that Lucifer wouldn't super mind as of course he did not. Uh, and it was so charming and fun. Uh, and they've obviously both earned as much booze from Lucifer as they want based on the amount of shit he's put them through. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was really delightful. And I love, first of all, I love drunk Chloe. Um, I loved their fun montage. Um, I love, I love the Chloe Lucifer impression. Every time it comes back, I'm more delighted. And I think that there should be more Chloe and Linda in general. Mm-hmm. There should be. Um, but also like a real big shout out to Lauren German for finding all the different kinds of sad variations on, but it's my birthday. Yeah. And just all the different, like, levels and layers that she's able to bake into that very repeated line throughout this episode. From, like, the initial one of, like, being kind of disappointed when the elevator's closing to just how it gets progressively sadder, but also then frustrated. And it's just a really good sort of line reading that I think really emphasized how really important it was to what Chloe's dealing with. So I really, really appreciated that she gave as much care to that one line as she did throughout the rest of the episode. I think that because the Lucifer and Chloe romantic relationship, but just relationship in general has taken such yeah. a back seat all season, it would be easy for this to feel like it is coming out of nowhere. And she really grounds it uh, uh-huh. throughout. And there's a good trajectory to it. I also costuming note, the way that they incorporate a reason for her to be wearing white so that at the end, when they hug, there's a clear black and white 
him in his suit and her in a white shirt. And they're like, okay, we need a reason for her to be wearing this. Let's have her do risky business. <laughs> I love it. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, very charming and fun. God, what Just what a great episode for Lauren German in general. Just mm-hmm. delightful. Oh, and yeah. that, their final scene together was wonderful. Yeah, it's really like- good. The, it, it was the right note to end on because it didn't so- suddenly make it all ambiguous in a way it didn't need to be right now. Right. Like it obviously is still ambiguous, but ending on this note of friendship and like a little bit, maybe a little regret, maybe on both sides. Um, but genuine warmth and care was really, really nice. And what a great gift. No, oh, such God. a good gift and presented really so well gift. too. It yeah. looked beautiful. It was funny it's meaningful lucifer is a great gift giver yeah no that last scene is gorgeous it's fabulous it's really and again it needs to deliver right the uh keenan says uh first of all the it says the the raiding the bar is satisfying in the same way as the snuggies and that she would love to raid those liquor shelves like yeah, yeah. absolutely 100 percent um yeah. and the penetrate penetrate had enough as you say warmth and care that it was an innuendo from lucifer that was really touching yeah so yeah that, yeah absolutely because that and that makes it feel so specific and in character but yeah. again after we're watching her be hurt but then talking to herself about how she shouldn't be hurt and really, but it's like watching her try to um, gaslight herself about their relationship. And so having that, not only the scene, the moment of him talking to her when he thinks she's asleep, which is very well written and performed. um, But then to end it on a note of, no, this needs to be something that validates both of them and where they're coming from, what they're dealing with, even if Lucifer's being very stupid, in my opinion, maybe we'll talk about that, um, about his whole, like, she has no free will over her emotions because of, I said so. Anyways, more of that in a minute. Um, But to show that he had, this is something obviously that he had thought about for quite a while and he had taken such care to do such a simple and meaningful and lovely gift for her. Um, that spoiler alert, we will see again. Um, so it, it just, it just gives the right button tonally and for character arcing and it's just absolutely lovely. And anybody of the shippers in the audience, if you aren't already shipping them, I don't know how you could not after that scene. Well, they're wrecking the candy Lucifer ship. So, I mean, that's, that's a major thing right there. <laughs> I, you know, I, um, I'm of two minds, I guess. Like, of course very charming um i care about them both i want them to be perfect happy cupcakes together on the other hand i just um made i guess what i ship is like platonic friendship mm-hmm. um so i i don't know i i sort of miss i love when a when a friendship can have the like, will they, won't they energy without it being the only thing that it's about. Absolutely. Um, I think Stumptown did that really well this year. Um, there have been some other examples, but just, I don't know. I get like, yes, of course I ship it, but I mostly just ship, let's have a complicated friendship and maintain that complicated friendship despite this other wrinkle. Yeah. Well, and in partnership, which yes. is something that they really stress on this show. Yes. Um, 
And yeah, it's because they are literal work partners, but it's it's much more than that. And I think they handle that really well here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any other moments that you wanted to, to shout? I mean, Dan being very Dan. excited. Dan. A, very excited. B, having spackle ready and then toasting with the spackle. Such a dad. It was so <sighs> great. It was, Like, I know Trixie wasn't in this episode, but I'm glad that, that Dan got a dad moment because it was mm-hmm. such a dad moment. Um, and uh, yeah, Dan was a delight this episode. I, my partner and I were talking about this. I wish, I sort of wish that the first season Dan Cloy relationship had just never existed, existed yeah. this vibe this like we're co-parents who respect each other and maybe occasionally it's just a teeny tiny bit complicated as all human relationships are but that they're cool mm-hmm. um is incredibly refreshing like yeah. it's really really nice yeah well and he's just like so right let's, let's drill into lucifer's wall let's right no he's like yeah. super pumped that he gets to do all this vandalism around lucifer's penthouse it's just like so that motherfucker <laughs> I can't wait. He's eaten enough of my puddings. <laughs> I also like the awareness of boundaries with Dr. Linda and how this is not appropriate. But also, I mean, she's been through a lot and she's yeah, dealt she's with a lot for this. Yeah. So, yeah, she gets to go read his first folio from, from William Shakespeare of Hamlet. <laughs> I'm really just, hoping like, she just keeps it. that magnifying lens and it becomes like a little tchotchke in her, in her um, <laughs> office. Because that's a badass magnifying glass that doubles as a knife i think i don't know it was very cool (laughs) can we pause for a moment and try to guess what section of hamlet lucifer did a brush up on yes no we should definitely discuss this okay i want to know i want to know your thoughts caldwell's you too i want to know what section of hamlet did lucifer do a brush up on all right um so i feel like the gravedigger scene is sort of the obvious choice and I would not be surprised if he helped conceptualize those two characters. But in my heart of hearts, what I really wanted to be is that Shakespeare was just really struggling with a lot of the Ophelia stuff. And Lucifer was just like, flowers. It's all flowers. And there's just layering those meanings of the flowers and what they mean. And that's what I, that's what I think it is. That's what I think it is. Um, so I think it's the Gravediggers and I think it's uh, Ophelia's flower madness. I think it's those two things. That's a good, that's a good poll. What about you, Kate? Well, Scotty says the play within the play. Oh, He's always trying Scotty. to get bad guys to trip themselves up. That's like such a good players. idea. And that's that was my go-to as well. Though I like the Ophelia idea. I also feel like, I don't know, I'm torn between the idea of Lucifer being like, guys, it needs more jokes. But also William Shakespeare just really uh, not needing help with that. <laughs> so, no. like, I'm kind of torn. But yeah, the play within the play is what I initially went to. I think that's the that's the best answer. Although I also sort of thought that maybe Lucifer would be like Shakespeare. Really, is this all you're going to do for Ophelia? Come on, she needs a she needs a really good mad scene. Let's get it together. Yeah. Um, however, I also think there's a possibility that maybe um, Lucifer is responsible for a lot of the pontificating that. Um, um, Oh my God, it just flew right. I said pontificating, Polonius. Polonius. I got my P words got confused. Um, because Do you think be like, he models Polonius after God? That was what I was thinking. Yes! <laughs> that maybe it's just like someone who never shuts up and won't stop giving you advice. Um, 
And then it's like, and then by the way, you could totally kill him off and make it an accident, right? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and then I had one other thought. And what was it? Oh, he could also be responsible for Ghost King, right? Sure. sure. Like certainly Hamlet has lots of daddy issues. Oh, but the Ghost King, I think, is in the source material. Oh, fair. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think Scotty's is the closest to a yeah. correct answer. Um, but this was fun. Thank you yeah. for indulging no, no. me. Yeah. Thank. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you for letting that happen because that was very good. That kind of made my day. So, yeah. Allison, thank you for bringing this up. Cheers. <laughs> oh, this is very fun. Well, this is a super fun episode, and we've had a few of these in a row now. So this is good. Um, Keenan says, "Yeah, Lucifer's the show, but yeah, absolutely, yeah." I all of this, I want to, to us to keep thinking about this and report back if we have any further thoughts on right. on, on Lucifer and Hamlet and all. Oh, now I'm just trying to imagine him punching up the rest of the. <laughs> that was where my mind was too. Yeah. I was thinking about Macbeth. <laughs> I was thinking about Titus Andronicus. <laughs> I was thinking about Midsummer because you know what, Lucifer. I bet oh. Lucifer's favorite play is Midsummer. Oh no, absolutely. Even though Midsummer, sex, is really drugs, boring. and switching like all. And there's another play within a play, um, and people like switching partners and fucking donkeys and like all that shit. Yeah. Very <laughs> Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. Nick Keenan says Nick Bottom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, also, he would have come up with that name and then be like Teehee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times. Good times. Well, uh, Keenan and Scotty, if either of you have any uh, thoughts uh, about this episode or any other moments from it that you wanted to shout out, throw it into the chat. Otherwise, final thoughts on where we're at and where we're going. And, and you know, if you know, I guess I haven't told you the next episode title. Tomorrow we will be talking about season three, episode seven, Off the Record. So, and we get Latoya back. And Latoya will be back. Right. Yeah, so. I'm more excited about so I, I gauge my preemptive episode excitement based on two things. Um, whether or not LaToya is going to come on the show <laughs> and the title. And that title is really boring. But if LaToya is going to come on the show, then like, okay, let's do this. Um, so I'm excited about that. Mostly I'm excited at the moment, though, because that's two episodes in a row where I was like, oh, good. Yes, I enjoyed that. That's yeah. good. This is like watching Lucifer again. Good. So we're on a roll. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that this like starts like a slow mend, or maybe not a not so slow mend of like Lucifer and Chloe's relationships. I don't think it is, but I think it's like part of like a first step in whatever like this season long journey that's going to be for this, which is too long of a season for this to be slow played um but that's what i'm that's what i'm expecting but i'm also just i'm keeping an eye out for celestial voices or an ear out i suppose for celestial voices for ella because that's that's my bet there so is the like journalism centric episode do we get to relitigate season five of the wire because season five of the wire is actually really good y'all and here's why no <laughs> No, I'm not setting up the convince me bro table for that. Season <laughs> five of the wire, like compared to other things, yes, but compared to the wire, especially that like perfection of season four, no, we're not doing this. <sighs> um, but more on that tomorrow. I just hope that it's not like, and now I'm going to fucking blank on the episode title, but the similarly titled episode of the West Wing, which is the mockumentary one, which blows. Um, (laughs) So not that. There we go. That's that's my mixed TV reference. 
off the record, on the record. All I know is it, suddenly and inexplicably, CJ's really bad at her job. Oh, um, right. That is what happens in that episode. That's really And it's oh, like, and the, this had to be until after the Bartlett administration. Now I have to find the title. Hold on. <laughs> game on election at processors, Arctic Raider, Guns Not Butter, Long Goodbye Inauguration. What's it? What season is it? Debt Life on Mars commencement. Man, is it season? It can't be season six because she's chief of staff by then. Is it what? So is it Burnham? Is it no? But Dover to, to, to nope. It's got to be earlier. I'm doing. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Is it season three? How could it possibly be season three? They're running for re-election. It wouldn't be season three. Ways and means on the day before war crimes gone quiet. Indians in the lobby. I hate that title. Women of Kamar. Oh God. This is the two partless and high five. Season then, three is such a weird fucking season. That Black Fair Wang. We killed him. What season is it? Hold on. West <laughs> Wing documentary <laughs> episode. <laughs> It is access. That's disappointing. <laughs> that I appreciate how road. just that was a long road for that disappointment, and I think it was worth it. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> Happy to oblige. <laughs> Still, I maintain. I hope it's not like that episode. That yeah. episode sucks. If we're gonna get a mockumentary episode, it's gonna need to be like the Veep mockumentary episode, which is just one of their best. Let's just always claim on that side of things. But that's a conversation for another time. I believe, I want to make sure I'm not saying this wrong. I believe that Vegas and then the episode tomorrow are two of the four standalones that were originally going to be maybe in season two and then that got reworked. And the last two are at the, right at the end of the season. Um, And the other thing, so, so. Yes, there's some standalone things, but there also are some threaded things with this episode. And then this is, I mean, I guess it's a spoiler, but I'm going to tell you because it's a very low-key spoiler. Um, And say that a lot, I think not all, but a lot of this next episode is, is like a, is in over a different time period, like stretch over time. So it's not all set in the current, which means that it's before the tenant bland was there. So... It's another Lieutenant Bland light or empty episode. Okay. I th- so, so yeah, it's, it's at least a Lieutenant Bland light. So I, yes, that That's can hopefully help. Spoiler I like to hear. Yeah. And I like both of the Caldwell's answers here. Um, Scotty says that I hope the gang continues to help themselves to Lucifer, Lucifer's apartment while he's out. And he's just constantly bummed to miss the hangouts and the shenanigans. Yes. That is the, that is correct. And then Keenan says, yeah, this episode rewarded a second viewing. It was more fun than I remembered. I do think it's hilarious that any mildly clinical slash sciencey character, meaning Ella, on TV can count cards, but quibbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I like that they gave a reason for her to glam out. And it was because mm-hmm. the last time she was in Vegas, she was <laughs> all hoodies. So she's like, eh, maybe they won't catch me as quick. <laughs> but, which worked for me and also just let you know ella look fab which is delightful mm-hmm. did you fair. have do you guys have any thoughts on the radish ravishing thing it was cute it was very cute yeah yeah i was sad that there weren't any actual radishes however yeah i did think of you with that <laughs> anyways that will wrap up our conversation about season three episode six Vegas with some radish. We'll be back tomorrow for Off the Record. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to talking with Latoya again. I will 
plan on it's going to be a longer episode. It always is. I'm sure we have lots of questions for Latoya. I know I do. Um, so more on that tomorrow. Until then, thanks to Keenan and Scotty for hanging out, and bye. Bye. bye.